I know you're probably heading on vacation, or if not, you're going the week after, the week after that, or you just came back. Our minds are on the beach or on the patio. However, we got one eye on what it's going to be like. As I said, hey, July is the Saturday night of the summer, and August is the Sunday, and then it's back to school. And is it back to the office? Let's talk money and the economy and how our life may look. Just a little snapshot here. We're joined live by John DeGuy, who is a wealth management advisor and a financial planner and portfolio manager at Wellington Altus Private Wealth, Inc. Welcome, John DeGuy. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. My pleasure to be here. Right. You know, as people start to think about looking and going back to the office, we were predicting massive change. What kind of energy is there in the Bay Street financial world about what it's going to look like between people doing business, money business, and getting back into the game downtown? I, I, so I'm, I'm speaking to you from my office and it's still relatively quiet. It's, it's mm-hmm. um, a bit busier than it was, say, a couple of months ago, but it's nowhere near the hubbub of what you normally see. I think there are, it's all over the map. Some people are eager and itching to get back to work, but a lot of others are quite happy to sit around and wait and be comfortable only when things get a little bit better still. All right, I, I want to ask you, you know, as we look at what it's going to look like, and we've been talking about how important this is for the election, what about the economy? We've been getting some surprising news that there's these packets of cash that are getting ready to spend in certain parts of Canada, and that there's going to be a boom and all this predicted growth. On the other hand, we're seeing something that tempers it. Where do you sit on this, John? Well, I think there's a legitimate argument to be made either way, but I'm very clearly on the uh, be careful uh, side of the argument. I think there's just a lot going on with regard to what could still happen regarding with COVID, certainly with uh, with inflation, uh, um, there are, and, and valuations just being extremely high. So I, I would be cautious if I were you. Cautious. So, you know, when we hear these predictions, massive growth and things are ready to boom, roaring 20s, not everyone is in agreement about that. So exactly what we're seeing right now is is a boom that's being led by fiscal and monetary stimulus, which just means that interest rates are cheap and and people are getting checks from the government. And as a result of that, um, the economy is doing very well, but it's artificial. Those things aren't going to last forever. And as a result of that, what we're doing is at some point, um, the, the punch bowl is going to be taken away and the economy is going to have to stand on its own legs. And we'll see how things go at that point. But there's a real concern that there could be some inflationary pressure, people coming back to work saying, you know, I, I, I'm not going to come back to work unless you pay me more than what you were paying me before I was furloughed and so forth. And of course, there's a lot of inflationary pressure with things like food and whatnot, just because of what we're seeing with climate change. So there's a lot of disruption that I think will be a storm cloud on the horizon for a lot of different people in different ways. I mean, that's part of the problem is you don't always know where the trouble is going to come from. No, we were. It was a bit of a shocker as the Delta variant started to spread in the United States. And then we saw, wow, a huge drop in the stock market because of the Delta variant. We know that it's a volatile situation. We've got vaccines and they've created an optimism on the market. What did you make of that move? Because we we know how markets act. They think ahead. They don't think like us in the immediate. They're looking ahead. What was behind the emotion of that drop? Yeah, so that emotion was was a knee-jerk sort of thing that happened on Monday. Uh, Markets have already in the ensuing uh, few days 
hit new highs. And so you're right, it's, you're absolutely right, Arlene, it's very volatile, it could go in either direction. What we saw uh, at the, uh, the end of uh, February and March of last year is that when sort of like a herd of antelopes, you know, when they, they sort of, you see them on National Geographic, they're stampeding in one direction, and then suddenly for no apparent reason, they sort of change direction and they charge off in a different uh, way. <laughs> That's sort of where we're at right now. I think there's a real risk that as long as markets are going up, people are, continue to, uh, are quite happy to continue to participate in the upward trend. But I think what we saw on Monday was a bit of a canary in the coal mine, that if there is a reason to think that things might be a little bit worse on the horizon, I, I think there could be a shift that is um, significant, which happens sort of en masse, which is to say it's not just a few people, but there's a bit of a cascading effect where when, when a few people start doing it, it'll sort of spill over and become a bigger problem. It is. And there's so many variables right now. You're just mentioning climate change. It was yeah. kind of on the back burner in a lot of people's minds. And now people are living it. It, it was a prediction, but we saw yeah. these record-breaking temperatures in the Pacific Northwest. In the meantime, during the pandemic, we started to see people say, okay, if I can work from home, I'm going to live here or there or whatever. There's always yeah. been a prediction that there was going to be this migration of workers do you see that now? I mean, because it, it's so immediate, these climate stories right now, whether it's volatile weather or whether it is this incredible temperature thing, will people so, start to migrate? So migrate toward working from home or migrating out of cities. If that's, is that what you mean? Either. Yeah, they migrate somewhere where it's not so hot or they migrate right. where they can work from home. They've got they've got a little bit of control sure. now. If they could be yes. running from something or coming to something. I, I think we are seeing more of that, and I would expect that to continue. It's a question of when the penny drops. A lot of people, as you say, were thinking about, well, climate change is uh, sort of um, uh, this sort of thing that's sort of out there that we think about, but it doesn't really affect us personally. But as soon as uh, you... Uh, have to worry about whether or not your home will burn or maybe, you know, a, an uncle or a parent or something. And you start thinking about quality of life and commute and air quality and all these different things. I think it's hitting home more than it has in the past that people are starting to think about, well, you know, do I really want to live my life here? And, and maybe there are other places where I can be uh, with, real, with real estate prices being what they are. If you can move out of urban areas into more rural areas, you can pocket oftentimes, you know, a half a million dollars or three quarters of a million dollars just by moving. That's pretty attractive to a lot of people. It is. I, I, I want to just go back into what we're seeing in the drop that we saw just with the watching the, the variant. Is mm -hmm. that now built into the DNA of the markets? And we haven't really seen it. We've seen restrictions back and forth, but we're starting to see the hope and we kind of get very optimistic when it comes to money and markets that we go, okay, this is going to go on and on. That was the criticism before the pandemic about the markets. Now we have very real things that have happened. Are, yeah. Should we buckle up because now the markets get it when they see something like this virus starting to look like it's going back? Will they do a very quack, quick reaction? Yeah, I think they will. And I think the risk that we're uh, running right now is that there's this concern called recency bias, which is to say, 
if mm. things have been going up for the past 16 or 17 mm. months, people will think, oh, yeah, we're, we're out of the woods. And they think that not only with regard to COVID, but also with regard to the carnage that you can see on capital markets as a result of COVID. People will think, oh, yeah, well, COVID, you know, took its best shot and did what it could in February, March of 2020. But that's behind us now. And the point that I'm getting at is that it's not behind us. COVID isn't behind us, but also stock markets are way more expensive than they were 16 or 17 months ago, yet inflation is higher and there's more unemployment and the overall economy is in more uh, more of a tenuous situation. So isn't it odd that um, the overall environment is worse and yet people are more optimistic and things are more expensive and yet no one's worried? I, I think they ought to be. All right. Thank you for joining us. You have a great weekend. We appreciate your time today. John My Dugui, pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. John Nagui is a wealth management advisor, financial planner at Wellington Altus Private Wealth, Inc. There we have it. Trying to look. We're looking for signs just about everywhere. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.